Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We've got our usual bunch in and uh, seated and ready to go. We got John Raz. Hello there. Hi ho. Former Liberal War Room director. That guy. And Bill Hutchison, former broadcaster, longtime journalist, and a professor now over at Seneca. Hello. Hi there. Let's talk about the big headline. It's hard to ignore, albeit I do hate talking transit. I do know how important it is, but I feel like all we ever do is talk about it. That's why I resent talking about it. But it's a $28.5 billion announcement, and the province uh, is in control of transit, so it might actually get done, although I will believe it when I see it. But of course, the critics are all ripping this to shreds. Here's how um, Adam Vaughn, Liberal MP, decided to dissect it. The Fords do not know how to build anything. Mm -hmm. The Fords have never built anything. The Mm -hmm. only thing they know how to do is break stuff. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing now is breaking the existing plans with some pie-in-the-sky dream about existing, uh, about potential routes. But the reality is, is those routes are not real. You can't just draw a line through downtown Toronto and pretend you're going to build a subway. It just it just doesn't work that way. It's 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 ridiculous. It's kind of like you can't just develop a personality and give it to somebody. It just doesn't work like that. But nonetheless, Bill, I mean, look, Adam Vaughn is Adam Vaughn. He hates Doug Ford and the Ford brothers, whatever. It's very uh, typical. But but I'll say no one on Toronto City Council or any other government could get transit built either. No, they can't. And and I listened to all the critics today saying we're throwing out a hundred million dollars of engineering work that we've done on on the Scarborough line and the the downtown relief line, and and this is going to set us back. The downtown relief line should have been built by tw- 2011. The Scarborough subway was... Are you okay there? Sorry. That's, that's John Mraz's I'm knees, trying, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying to fix this mic as quietly as possible, and I need some WD-40. Whisper okay, go ahead. Quiet. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Wow. I'm sorry, you can go ahead. You hurt my um, feeling. Okay, so city council... Just squabbles and squabbles. The Scarborough subway was mm. approved when Rob Ford was mayor. Yeah. How many years? Six, six years ago? Seven years, years ago? ago yeah. yeah. And nothing really has been, there's nope. not a shovel in the ground yet. Mm-mm. With the province taking, taking over control of this, a couple of positive things will happen. First of all, they can finance it better than the city ever could. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Ford with a majority can decide to move ahead with this and he doesn't have to sit there and try and get... 13 or 14 votes on, on city council together trying to herd those those kittens into into one box to get them to all vote it's for not it. very nice to this, kittens. Sorry. This could actually move things forward in a, in a much more efficient uh, way. And, and the fact that they're using uh, new technology for the downtown relief line, to me, is intelligent. That will save the money that they're going to they're gonna lose on, on the work, the work, and I use air quotes for that, that's been done so far by the City Hall. I mean, frankly, the thought of a line from Ontario Place to Science Centre is, to me, like, if they can get that done, that's terrific. It's an amazing opportunity. You need the transit to go to Don Mills, that area. And I can already see you shaking your head. The bottom line, John, is that we... You know, the feds are not happy about this. Bill Morneau was out here criticizing it today. John Tory's kind of taking a, a neutral position on it. But again, I don't think anyone cares who builds it. They just want to, we just want to build. 100%. We need subways in this town. Uh, it seems I don't care if we have hovercrafts at this point. I don't care if we have matchstick cars. I don't care. Just build it. It seems to me that in 2014, when I ran John Tory's war room, we sold the city on the idea of Smart Track, which... Mm-hmm was this notional idea that you would take all the existing railway tracks and build fast transit across the city. You wouldn't have to build new infrastructure. 
well, it's five years later. I don't hear anybody talking about Smart Track. And so my experience as a Torontonian, and I've been a Torontonian my whole life here, 50 years, is that people talk about transit, and what ends up happening is gridlock, pardon the pun. You have the provincial, federal, and municipal governments all having to kick in. Because mm-hmm. they all want Doug their photo Ford's op. idea looks good in principle to me, except that I know that when you build a subway, you got to build air holes uh, to excavate, et cetera, which means if you're going to run those lines right through those downtown ridings, you are going to have gridlock like nobody's business. Just think there's, of the LRT going short, across Eglinton right now. There's got to be some right short-term pain for the long-term gain. I'm all for it, Bill. And, and I'm city all council have you been and, on Eglinton lately? Province, they've all... They've all just pushed it further and further down the road. This has to get done. Somebody has to move forward efficiently. Move forward. So if Doug has the will and the money, but he is depending on a huge contribution from the federal no, government. They said he'll go it alone. They'll go it alone. And they can finance it differently than city council can. City council has to treat any any uh, investment it makes in transit like a mortgage. They have to pay the principal and the, the interest on it. Whereas the province can just pay the interest until the whole project is done. They can actually move more quickly on it. So right, let's, he's talking about an austerity budget. He's making a massive multi-billion dollar commitment. Which is absolutely necessary. And he's just sucked a whole bunch of money out of our schools so kids can go oh, forward. Oh, he has oh, not sucked money out of school. On. The education spending has gone it up. It was tripled. Are you kidding? Oh, stop spending. This fear-mongering over all the things that haven't happened but could happen might like now we're up to 46 kids per classroom yeah. somehow you know 3,400 board... teachers over Honestly. four years through attrition when you usually get about 3,000 teachers retiring every year that is not going to be noticeable in, in the Ugh, education but system we've got so much spin from the boards and special interests just calm the hell down just calm down or like let's talk about Trudeau um, oh, you want me to calm down? You want to talk about <laughs> no, Trudeau? No, not you. Let's just in general. Everyone's can calm, calm down. down. Let's all calm down. Uh, okay. Let's talk about uh, Trudeau liberals have quietly done this about face on those um, illegal border crossers coming in uh, across at Roxham in Quebec. And they stuffed this into the budget, which, again, they were very much against. You know, they did not like this. They criticized the last government for doing this. But this is what they did with the old SNC-DPA thing. And now, as we go through the fine print of the budget, it seems that he has now completely uh, reversed himself on something that just, what, yesterday he was calling opposition critics uh, racist over? From the very beginning, our priority has been to mm-hmm. ensure that Canadians can continue to have confidence in mm-hmm. our uh, asylum system, in our refugee system. Every single uh, person who comes to Canada, uh, whether it's regularly or irregularly, uh, goes through our immigration system gets the full uh, treatment within our asylum system. We need to make sure that we're continuing to apply that. We need to recognize that there are larger numbers uh, now than before because of global instability in terms of uh, refugees. Uh, That's why we're putting more resources in it. We're also ensuring uh, that the system is fair for everyone. That's what Canadians expect. Yeah, right. Uh, John, this is nothing short of we need to win an election. This is very unpopular with most Canadians, and we have to look like we're fixing it. Well, that's right. He's seeking his, his, his own asylum, isn't he? From <laughs> from everything that just went over, went down over well, the He, he can go through the fence going the other way. <laughs> well, maybe so. I'm not sure Donald Trump will accept him. Uh, it's an interesting about face. Uh, it's it's the right decision. But for by two the way. years, they, the the critic, the opposition has been demanding this, and we're we're called un-Canadian. Okay, so Alt-right, let's ignore the opposition. He made a decision that was correct. Let's for once give him credit for it. 
Right, no. but I did talk to an immigration lawyer. <laughs> no, no, if I thought it was going to work, I was actually relieved. I was like, okay, finally, they're listening. But then I talked to Giddy Mammon, an immigration lawyer, and he said it won't stop the flow of people coming in. And so I think he said it will slow it down slightly. But that until they seal that border off and, and put the, the greeting crew somewhere else, like it's not going to stop the flow. I'm sorry, did you just say seal off the Canadian border? Uh, the uh, that's not a border Roxham crossing. Road. Roxham Road is not a border crossing. So just go somewhere else. Yeah, go to the line where everyone else waits. Go the proper route. You can't cross fields. That's not that is not how the system's built. And now we're conflating the issue with immigration. This is not immigration. No, this is illegal border crossing. And I don't think the the Trudeau really intends to to stop the flow completely. He wants to be seen to be doing something. The the word hypocrite just came to mind as soon as I heard him make the announcement about this uh, because. Here he is, uh, you know, saying that everyone who who opposes the illegal uh, border crossings there is racist, and then he turns around and says, "Oh, I'm going to shut it down," when he really isn't. But well, he uh, called them I asylum just, shoppers. Yeah, which I, I just I, it baffles my. Other than the fact that the election is coming, and and he had to pay off people who lived in the Roxham Road area. Mm-hmm. Was it ten grand a piece? Four hundred thousand. I guess it's yeah, about, about ten, 10 grand to 20, a piece. 000. Yeah, it's, you know, because he knew he had messed that up that situation. And for him to blame it on the global refugee problems, this is a problem of his own creation, and he still isn't fixing it properly. All right, let's take a quick pause there, and we'll pick up the rest of the uh, day's headlines because there are are a bunch of them uh, coming up here. We'll talk about that and more on Point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Bill Hutchison and John Mraz joining us today. A lot of uh, a lot of headlines out of Ottawa. Um, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's RCMP handlers were vetting that uh, now infamous Aga Khan vacation for at least nine months before Trudeau took his uh, family uh, on that Christmas vacation. This is a story that was dug up by David Aiken. It took him two two years. Two years to get this information from the RCMP. No wonder. But at, but in nine months, Bill, nine months, no one, either his advisors or his security, no one said, not a good idea. You probably shouldn't go on this trip. Well, especially when the prime minister is not supposed to fly on private aircraft and, and he was flying on the helicopter. I can't believe that someone in his security detail didn't say, uh, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. Well, he might. Unless they did. Unless they did, and he overruled it and said, it's okay, it's a family friend, and, and I'm, I'm perfectly safe. I got safe. different rules. Yeah, it, it's very possible. So we don't know the full story there yet. And we probably won't know the whole story. Um, but the bottom line is, it certainly raises more questions, because I think all along, John, a lot of people thought, well, he's he's young, he's experienced, uh, this is just a one-off, or maybe they just had to put this together at the last minute, but No. None of this makes sense to me. Justin Trudeau culpable for doing it in the first place. Let's not let him off the hook. Number two, RCMP takes you two years to disclose <laughs> years. these. And if you had advised him against it, you'd think you'd want to disclose that immediately. Yeah. And then his advisors, of course, one of which no longer works for him, oh, another one no longer works for him, et cetera. They're not taking any responsibility. So, uh, you know, well, it's, still it's, it's a clown college as far as I can tell. And the RCMP should know better uh, to, I mean, I, I, I'm a supporter of the RCMP. I'm a supporter of our security forces. Takes you two years to disclose documents in three tranches that are really of no consequence. 
What example are you setting to the rest of the country? Well, I think because a lot of people are wondering with this SNC thing, like, why aren't they acting? Why are they protecting Justin Trudeau? And then you see stuff like this, and it's hard not to say, like, are they giving this, like, are they trying to help the prime minister here? It doesn't look good for public, you know, uh, scrutiny. Doesn't, so well, it doesn't they, they've up. done that under both, under both doesn't flags. Doesn't make it better. Right? Like they, no, absolutely not. And, and they should be the first people to disclose on a freedom of information request they're setting the standard of the law. Two years. I, I don't see this helping uh, Trudeau in any way because it just brings that story back up to the surface. Right. And to do this, you know, six months out from the election doesn't help Trudeau at all. Yeah, no, it doesn't help him. I'm not sure how much it, it hurts him at this point because it just kind of uh, reiterates what mm-hmm. people thought, that he's got rules and everyone else has little people rules, but Mr. Trudeau's got his rules and if he breaks them, so be it. Um, I want to talk about this story because um, this whole Facebook decision to ban prominent white nationalists um, has become, I think, an opportunity for the federal federal liberals because they're now using it to, you know, go after leader Andrew Scheer because, you know, he has appeared um, at a rally, one of them starring a handful of yellow vest uh, idiots who were not. Um, the rally, they just kind of showed up and took it over. I want you to hear a clip that uh, Mr. Shear said tonight because Mr. Trudeau earlier in the day had gone after him uh, using this white nationalist or neo-Nazi kind of inference while talking about Mr. Shear. And Mr. Shear was speaking about a senator who had basically uh, said to Christian Freeland, no, I don't think Canada's way of life is directly threatened by, um, you know, white supremacy. Take a listen. I 100 percent, I 100 percent denounce anyone who promotes racist ideology and promotes uh, white nationalism or any type of extremism. I do believe it is a threat in Canada. We have seen tragically people lose their lives because of people who uh, subscribe to these views. I understand that the senator uh, has issued a clarification and I point you to that and I absolutely uh, do believe that these types of threats are important for governments of all levels to tackle to protect Canadians. so look, John, he has been, a, he has been, I think, criticized, some of it fairly, for not really kind of definitively saying this is not okay. Um, and he did so today. And I'll, I don't think Andrew Shear's a racist. I do think he has to be careful with, you know, who he is seen with and who he shares company with. But again, people show up to rallies. You can't, you can't control that stuff. If I wanted to be fair, which I rarely do, I would say that that was a very good statement, a very strong statement. But he does have the exposure, just as, for instance, the NDP have the exposure of the Mm anti-Semitic inclinations of some of their people. He has some of the exposure on the other side of white nationalists who will tie their ribbons around his oak tree. I believe that's a yellow ribbon, not a vest. (laughs) And, uh, and, And so he has to be fairly or not absolutely clear all the time and he has to have security and he has to vet his events and he has to make sure they do not use him as a prop as a prop and that's not fair but it's a fact and i was i was proud of him today it was the first thing that i remembered i always say i can never remember anything he said it was the first thing that i can remember that he said i was impressed that he said it today he was absolutely right to do so and canadians should take some comfort in that But at the same time, if this is the election bill that we're looking at, that we're just now weaponizing the term racism to shut down any debate, you know, that is not, that's not okay. It's not okay. No, it's, it seems to be the, the only tool that the liberals have left in their arsenal. I'm still shocked that John Morass is quoting Tony Orlando and Don, but (laughs) that aside, the whole idea that uh, you can attack, you can attack anyone who is white and, and say that they are racist. And I, I, I saw a tweet uh, the other day where someone said the only people who are opposed to immigration are white conservatives. 
And yeah. I was really, I've never I reported a tweet and <laughs> never reported a tweet uh, to, to the authority. I said, get that off. That, that should be, it should not be allowed because you're just attacking people uh, without any kind of justification. As for Andrew Shear showing up at that rally, it was a United We Roll uh, rally, which was opposing all of the, the damage that the liberals have done to the Alberta energy sector and all the, the common folk who were, were upset about that. That's where that came from. Yes, the yellow vest got in there. Yes, Faith Goldie got up there. Well, and yeah, spoke. because everything, but she, Andrew it's Shear all was, about her. That's know, the but, thing. She hijacks events to get her name out there. And Right, but that, you can't blame Andrew Shear for that. Well, no, but you, know you can I've, say, I've hey, I'm not with liberals. That, that does yeah. not make me a liberal. No, it doesn't, but I do think at some point uh, Shear has to say, look, sure, this is not today. who conservatives are. He came out and he are. said, look, yeah, we are not racist and we denounce it wholeheartedly. And I, th- and I think anybody who's reasonable realizes that the vast majority of conservatives are uh, reasonable Canadians who are, do, do not oppose immigration. The, under the conservatives, the immigration was 250,000 uh, when, when Harper was, was in power. So it's not like conservatives oppose immigration. They're not racist. They're not white supremacists by, by nature. No, but this and, is clearly just, the attack That's line. what they're doing. And that really offends me. And that upsets me. It, it offends me greatly as well, because I think we're throwing the term John around way too much. And politicians, I think, need to lead by example, because it's a dangerous rhetoric to paint half the people in this country as associated to that kind of behavior when it's just simply not true. In all of these politicians' defense, yeah. one of the problems you're facing is massive social yeah. media zeitgeist that's constantly talking about these things, and politicians have to respond. It's almost impossible yeah. to stay pure. Yeah, But it would be nice if, if the Liberals would come out and say, you know what, we know the Conservatives are not white, white supremacists, yeah, they're not they're racist. Feeding it. They're feeding it. They're feeding it, got, exactly, yeah, and that's, and that's what's problem. feeding in social media. There you go. On Point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.